Hello and welcome to another episode of Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. I'm Alec Mappa. I'm an actor and comedian. I live in Hollywood. I've been married to this man for 20 years. Next year. But I'm already saying 20 years beforehand. Round up. Okay, so this is we're doing something different today. If you're tuning in for the very first time, welcome, welcome. We are a mental health podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I developed this podcast because I struggled with mental health for years and I never got any help because I was embarrassed. So I started this. <laughs> Uh, uh, podcast to just talk about mental health, take the sting out of it. Right. Take yes, it does sting. Out of it. Right. So uh, Matthew is on vacation. So today, at today, and to, in tonight's performance, uh, the part of a psychotherapist <laughs> will be played by someone that has zero. Uh, I, I'm not a therapist. Experience. <laughs> uh, this is my husband, Jameson A. Bear. Hello. It's spelled H-E-B-E-R-T, but everybody- uh, En Francais. Yeah, pronounces it- Herbert. Hebert. Hebert. Um, we both just had blood work this morning. A little dipsy, yeah. Yeah. Tipsy and dipsy. Tip, tipsy and dipsy. Tipsy and, and dipsy. so we fasted and we uh, we went and got our blood work together and then we showered- Together. Together. So we're together a lot. Why do you think that works? I mean, some couples would like be like- uh, please go away and don't yeah. come back ever again. I mean, does it always work? Um, it mostly works. Uh, I think because we like each other. We like to hang out with each other. Um, I genuinely <laughs> have fun around you. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not going to put any words in your mouth, but I think you genuinely have fun around me. We make each other laugh. We've been through a fuck ton together. Yes. Can I say fuck? Yes. Okay, fuck ton together. So I think... We've come through so many um, versions of our relationship. Uh, all the itches. We've had all the itches. The mm-hmm. one, the seven year, the mm-hmm. all the itches. Mm-hmm. We've come through it. We've come through it together. Um, you are a hot mess. This um, title of this show is 1000% accurate. How? Um, oh, boy. Here we go. Okay, here we go. No, that's a good question. <laughs> it's a legitimate question. This okay. is the interview. Okay. Because everybody knows yeah. me and they're sick of my voice, yeah. but we want to hear from you. I'm interviewing you today. Well, first of all, you're hot. <laughs> um, and secondly, uh, your your brain moves faster than your body or your uh, your mouth can catch up. Right. So your brain is moving on to, for example. Okay. Do you remember the one time I said, you don't close cabinets or drawers. You do not, cl- you never oh, yeah. close yeah. them. When, and you're uh, like, what are you talking when about? When we, yeah, sometimes I walk into the kitchen and remember that scene from Sixth Sense uh-huh. where Tony Collette looks away for a second and then all the cabinet cabinets and drawers are open. Yes. That's what it's like. Yeah, but you, ha- I had to go away in order for you to see that. Do you remember? You immediately called me and you said, you were right. I don't. I don't. <laughs> so I think you don't complete things and you're not um, uh, particularly thorough. Right. Um, when it comes to detail or any of that. Right. Which is why we work so well together, because I am as a producer of film and television myself. Yeah, he's a very big deal. That's what I do. I fill in all the gaps. I organize everything so that, you know, in my professional world, People can use that as a foundation to succeed. People that are maybe of the same kind of personality trait mm-hmm. um, of the hot messedness mm-hmm. that you are. So I think that's why the relationship works too, because 
I'm here to run the ship. The ship will always mm. stay afloat. The right. ship will always be pointed in the right direction, even right. if there's a storm. But you're allowed to kind of be who you are. And I, and I, it's kind of cute, to be honest. Aww. It's fucking frustrating, but it's cute. Okay, so... So it's just the medicine cabinets. That's it. It's just, uh, the, I mean, the cabinets and the thing that's no, what else? it's um, and, you know, I, I'm sure people on this show that put this show together can attest. It's, you know, not checking emails. It's not it's not uh, oh. <laughs> really ever putting everything all together. Yes. Um, it's my producers. Like my producer's nodding her head right now because <laughs> she's like, I texted you three days ago. What to the living fuck? I feel like I'm now doing a laundry list of um, everything. That's no, this is the interview. About, no, this is good. And then also just the going on back to the completion thing. Like I'll say, oh, Alec, I'm so tired. Do you mind finishing? Like just clean the kitchen before we go to bed. Mm -hmm. And you do so well mm -hmm. of 90% of it. There's always a dirty spatula and a pan okay. or one of the counters is completely covered. So it's like you're so close to finishing what I ask Can you to I, do. Okay, this is my opportunity to tell a story. So when my husband was working oh. out of the house, he now works out of the house, you know, since uh, uh, Corona came to stay and live on the planet forever and ever. Right. When you used to come home, you used to, you used to put down your bag and you would spend half an hour cleaning the house. <laughs> You would, you would pick up the living room, you would pick up the kitchen. And then one day I purposely said, I'm going to get him. And I made this place look like the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Mm -hmm. It was spotless. It was, I cleaned all the counters. I put everything away. The living room was perfect. And then I watched you and you just kind of like went around in circles. You <laughs> didn't know where to look. You were just so frustrated. Was it that scene in Stepford Wives where yeah, she's like yeah. malfunctioning? Does not like, compute. Like, does like, not <sighs> compute. Yeah. Now, when we first uh, got together, yeah. I was very messy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I threw up a little bit in my mouth. And yeah. now, what do you think? Oh, no. World's better. Yeah. America and world, he is world's better. Okay. But... Uh, oh, yeah. No, the beginning was was like, OK, let me hold your hand and take you to this closet and show you um, that this is a dump. And a now now yesterday uh, I um, I cleaned out the medicine cabinet. You did. And I, I Marie Kondo the linen closet. You sure did. Thank All you, right. Marie. Just thought I just for the record, I have to put that in for balance. Yeah. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime-solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. Now, you spoke earlier uh -huh. to your attention to detail, uh -huh. making sure you get everything right, Correct. And, uh, running the show. Uh -huh. Where does that come from? Where do you think that comes from? That comes from, it's, it's not, and let me just say this right off the bat, it's not always a wonderful trait. Nope. Because I... I am a bit of a workaholic and a bit of a perfectionist. Oh, I didn't think you were going to say that. I was going to thought you, you were controlling and overbearing, but workaholic, sure. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll go there. <laughs> well, that'll be the next question. Um, so 
I think, okay, we're going, we're, we're going in. We're ready? going in. We're ready? going in. Ready? We're going in. We're diving That's deep. the show. I was raised in a very fundamentalist Christian church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taught that What denomination? Because these people don't non, know who you are. It was non-denominational. It was called Church of Christ, not to be confused with the United Church of Christ, which is actually very progressive. This was just a little like. Burp, 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 How can it be a church, church and non-denominational? Because it doesn't fall under the umbrella of any because particular house of worship. Don't just, tell me what to do. We're going to govern ourselves. I don't oh. know. No one spoke like that, but I just had to do. Is that. Church of Christ a nationwide thing, or is it just in uh, your town? They're just. It's it, it's it, you know my parents still go there, so I have to kind of. Be respectful. Be careful and respectful of them oh, okay. because I do think it has brought them great joy and community. Mm-hmm. And my parents are fabulous. They're amazing. People. We can talk about them later after this. But um, my my upbringing was so much about me knowing kind of that I was the most damned of all people on the planet Mm. that I had to be the perfect. This is such a narrative with gay kids. I had to be the perfect son. I had to be perfect. So I learned to do everything perfectly. And my sister who is also amazing and a genius and the best mom and the best person you'll ever meet. She's older than me. She really fucked up growing up. Mm. She was just a mess as a kid. Mm -hmm. She was a nightmare teenager. Mm -hmm. So that also just kind of made me go, okay, I got to stay on track. Do you feel like at that time when your sister was messing up, like you said, she's Mm -hmm. very rebellious. Yeah. She had a teen pregnancy. Yeah. She had a teen marriage. Mm -hmm. Was that when the perfectionism kicked in? It was already. Do you think it ramped up from there? ramped up because it was already way in place. I mean, as a kid, I had a paintbrush that I dusted my room with. Oh my God. That I, I that anal. Ha, All and right. Different kinds of anal so, later. So do you, do you actually remember an age where, um, how far back can you remember you being neat and orderly and, and what age, this is a two part question. Uh-huh. And what age did you ever, if ever connect it to your behavior to pleasing your parents? Ooh, okay. So I can remember always being very, very organized, very detailed. Um, toys had to be, it was OCD to a certain degree. Yeah, we can't blame it toys. all on your parents. <laughs> right, right. Toys had to be in a particular place. And when I ate, oh my God, I remember this. A score candy bar was my favorite. Do you mm-hmm. remember the hard? Yeah, yeah, they're like a heat bar. Yeah, they're real hard inside, mm-hmm. like toffee. Mm-hmm. I would eat like almost like corn across uh-huh. and then go back and then corn across and wow. go back. And yeah. Wow. So um, for always and forever, have I been slightly obsessive about details and perfectionism? I did not start connecting it to pleasing my parents till I was in therapy for probably like 10, 15 years. I really? Mean, even now I forget that um, I'll be just walking through my day this is a great example. When you go away on a trip, I yes. want you to come back and I want the house to be the most perfect house oh, you've ever seen. Oh, it's fabulous when I come home. It's <laughs> yes. like coming home to a hotel. It's so beautiful. But that's pressure I put on myself. You never ask that of Mm-mm. me. No. And it makes me feel bad sometimes. Like I have to remind myself sometimes purposely to leave things a little bit messy so that I can be okay with um, how we are in a relationship in that moment and be vulnerable in that. Hmm. You know, it, it's interesting that you said that you, you've always been that way and you connected it that way. It's like people ask me, you know, were you always funny? Did you always have a sense of humor? Hmm. And my 
My version of yours Mm -hmm. is I knew that making my parents laugh pleased them to no end. Uh, that I knew that entertaining them and made them laugh ple- was the one pleasing thing right. that compensated for me being a big sissy and mm-hmm. that I was ashamed. Right. So it was, but, but I wasn't thinking as a kid, oh, I'm gay. And so I have to make, it's like, as a kid, you're just in survival mode. Correct. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it's interesting that your, um, your behavior steered towards to the things you could control, the things yes. you could. Yeah. Because I wasn't very orderly. I I never have been. We know. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, we've been together for a very, very long time. Uh-huh. Almost um, 20 years, What yes. do you think your strengths are in the relationship? Oh, okay. Um, I think my strengths, I, I'm, I think I'm very patient. Mm-hmm. I think I'm very... Um, uh, I think, uh, oh, strengths. You can't come up with <laughs> just very patient. That's it. All right. We'll move on. We That's can move all on. It takes with you. Really? You no. Know, um, I think I'm patient. I think I'm very communicative. Uh-huh. I think I'm, well, you know that I can't yeah. ever lie to you. Yeah. No, I think it I'm take, very... like if it's very rare that we're mad at each other for more than an hour, because yeah. when we get angry with each other, we end up talking about it. But when you're really, really angry, mm-hmm. you're like, go away. Yeah. You're like, oh, no. you're like, I'm so mad. I can't even talk to no, you. No, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very, uh, yeah, I, I have a very high tolerance for things. Mm-hmm. So I stay very consistent, very yeah. consistent. As a parent just, too, to our son, you're very, right. like that. you got a really slow right. cues. So when slow, you're yeah. mad at our son, it's like, you're fucked. You, you remember? Yeah. Do you remember when I yelled at him, which I never do? And he was like six or seven. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yes. I yelled at him and he ran into the wall. He was so frightened and so <laughs> kind of unused to you. He was used to me yelling because uh-huh. I yelled all the time. Right. Uh, but he yelled at him and he, he was so shocked by the volume that he ran into a wall. He was looking back at me and ran right into a Poor wall. Kid. Poor thing. Poor kid. What God were we talking him. about? I completely forgot. Uh, oh, when we get mad. When we get mad. Oh, uh, when you wait. get mad at me, you uh, you have to be um, you have to be alone. You're like, I can't talk to you right now. Yep. Also, do you want to go back to strengths? Because I have another one. Okay. I'm very loyal. Uh huh. Very loyal to my husband, um, and uh, I don't get mad when people disrespect me um, or talk shit about me. I just it's that same thing that low burn, low mm-hmm. fuse. Mm-hmm. But when Someone says something disrespectful, mean, condescending to you. It makes me very upset. Yeah, you or get, my son. Yeah, or my son. You get all Louisiana up in this bitch. Well, girl. Yeah. Uh, what's the maddest you've ever been at me? Um, you can be honest because that's what this show's about. The maddest I've ever been at you. Mm-hmm. We're going deep again. Yeah. Is when you called me out on my behavior about fifteen years ago. Is it that long ago? Probably is before our, we adopted our son. Really? You made me so mad and feel so much shame that I remember I ran to the car. I had no shoes Oh, on. I do remember. I do you s- want to go into why? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, I was, it's, it's up to you. You don't have to. No, I think we sh- okay. we're here. All right. We're okay. here. Okay. This is America wants to know. All right. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I have issues with, this is also connected, I think, to the church I was raised in mm. and it's complete. And I'm not just talking about homosexuality that their view of sexuality. And my sister also suffered from it. And she identifies as a straight woman. 
Um, just sexuality is bad. Sexuality right. is never talked about. We never get the sex talk. Like, it's okay. just, yeah, it's really, really, really horrible. Okay. So the way that my uh, need for validation comes out is I seek it out in sexual ways. Mm. It's not necessarily about love. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about even connection. It's about sex. I want to, okay, here we go. We're going. Well, here. listen, I'm a I sex wanna, and love addict. So oh, I, I know, mean, but you know. I think, and this is worth talking about. Okay. I think your version of sex and love addict is different than my version. Okay. I want to have the biggest dick. I mm. want to have the best muscles. Well, you're doing I wanna... pretty good so far. <laughs> <laughs> da -da 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 -da. Thank you, darling. Too much information. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but I'm being really, really yes, honest you right want, now. You I want praise. You want. Yeah. I want to okay. be the best fuck. I want to be the deepest. Mm -hmm. I want to be the loudest. I want to be all of that. And it's all around sex. Okay. So at one point I was doing a lot of obsessive connecting online with yes. people and I just was sending pics. And at one point you came in and now we're in a different place. But back yes. then you were like, you just woke up like you're at this again. And just that. Oh, is that what me. I said? Yeah. You're like, you're at this again. And it just was, it was like seven o'clock in the morning or something like but that. All it triggered was the church preaching to me about shame. It's the shame. The shame just roiled through my body. I felt so much heat and I flew off my handle. I think I screamed at you, threw something at you. You did. You I did. ran to the car. I was taken off and fucking probably had my boxers on with a penis hanging out. You of went it. straight. To, <laughs> no, you went straight to your car. It was the old car. It was uh -huh. the Mazda. The Mazda. And I was in the driveway. I could have been in my underwear too. And I was tapping at the window like, where are you going? Where are you going? And I was screaming at you. Right. And then something clicked, I think, and I, I did not leave, but that was probably, I think I just sat in the car for a little bit, but that was the angriest I've ever been at you because it reminded me, I think, of my childhood. I went to a really, really, really bad place. Wow. Yeah. And all I had to say was, you're, you're at it again? <laughs> But you know what? That's what relationships are. We trigger each other. Uh -huh. I mean, you trigger me a lot. Like there are times where you could just say to me, like, um, you have toothpaste on your mouth. And if <laughs> I'm having a sad day or if I'm having, um, uh, what does Alaska call it? A gushy day. A gushy or day. I'm, um, no, she said it was something. It was a fragile or a gushy. Squishy. Squishy. It was a squishy, squishy. Day. Like if I'm having a squishy day where I'm feeling really vulnerable, I will interpret something like that as a big yeah. criticism. Yeah. And I've had to, what I've learned from you, what I think one of the most amazing things about you is your ability. I've seen you this in work situations and in personal situations and in situations with our son. Mm -hmm. You don't take things personally. I... Correct. I would say most of the most time. of the time. Yeah. But like, you know, with when you have a teenager like we do, I mean, oh surprise, God. we have a mouthy kid. <laughs> um, and especially, you know, he went from being so sweet and so affectionate at mm -hmm. age 10 yeah. to like all of a sudden I was a waitress at a 24 hour restaurant and I was incompetent. I couldn't get anything. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was so mean. All right. He's a little less mean now, but he still has the ability to be kind of like and he's not doing it to be. No. I mean, it's like you said earlier, his mind is racing faster yeah. than his ability to process the present yeah. moment. So when he opens his mouth, he's not saying this might be hurting my dad's feelings. No. He's just saying, what do you want? You know, exactly. it's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, what I learned from you mm -hmm. 
is not to take things personally. Is is that I you've made me want to get better at that. Okay. You make me want to be a better person. Great. That's what Jack Nicholson says to um, Helen Hunt. <laughs> right. In, uh, uh, as good as it gets. Is there anything that you've learned from being with me? Um, I have learned from you that uh, you're very, you offer yourself in a way that I don't. How so? You offer, um, you're a whore. No, um, you offer. We're going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> okay, too. good, good. Um, you offer yourself in your emotional relationships in a way that I'm a little guarded. Um, still. Still, but better? Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you for that. Um, no, I'm saying still, like question mark still oh i thought you were still no, no, judging no, me no no that was not that was your inflection no no that's i'm not triggered triggered that's Can, not what i meant cancel alec um so yeah so what was guarded how guarded oh, how you say yeah. i offer myself up emotionally yeah. in race relationships correct i feel like you really um open up right away and it's more intimate relationships because i feel like i offer myself to my friends mm -hmm. and i offer myself in you know you in the similar way that you offer yourself yes to but in an emotional relationship, I think you are more vulnerable around me than I am around you. Oh. Part of that is me putting up the per perfection shield. Oh. Um, but I feel like, you know, just you're more touchy. You're more, know, you're you. more sentiment, not sentimental. You're more, I don't know. There's a better sentiment there um, that's more loving and more... Um, uh, vulnerable, then I, I'm not explaining this right. Do you know what no, I'm talking you're, about? No, you're, you're, uh, you're not huggy. No. You don't cuddle. No. Um, and I like both those things. <laughs> so like when uh, we haven't had any alcohol in eight weeks. Correct. When I'd get drunk and want to cuddle up with you and you'd push me away, I was too drunk not to take that personally. And yeah. I'd be like, you don't love me. That's Augusto Sage County. And then that makes you even more remote. You would mm -hmm. pull back even more. But every once in a while, you will be affectionate with me like this. You'll put an arm around me like that, or you'll run your, and I'm always like, oh, there he is. <laughs> but you're very kind of like, you like me. Uh, you're very, um, <laughs> about those moments yeah now yeah. why do you think that is because your I, parents were both very affectionate with you and yeah. uh, and also we joke about it like your parents kiss on the lips oh child yes yeah um, well because my dad's from new orleans where your family gives you a lap dance at thanksgiving yeah no uh we kiss each other on the lips it's just a very french so why are you such a cold fish why are you do. so uptight uh because i'm a, a bitch no i'm um uh i don't know i think it's part of the it's part of the shell it's part of the you know, here's the thing. I'm 40. I just turned 44 this mm -hmm. week. I'm I'm still processing all this. Like, mm. you know, I wish Matthew was here to help me. You're but too maybe old. Perhaps no, it's, it's your, you're too old. I'm to too process. old for Matthew to no, help me. No, you're too old to process <laughs> things. Oh. You should, I'm saying that at this age, you should be better at this by now. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I should okay. be like not needing therapy. Not needing done. at all. No. I'm done. I passed. We're both in therapy, by the way. Yeah. 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 We're and, in a lot of therapy. And we're in couples therapy. We're. I'm getting to that eventually. I'm okay. Getting, so aren't I doing well with this? Don't you're you think doing, I'm doing really, really, really well. well. I hope I'm a good guest because I'm no, you know, I'm no like um, uh, Alaska or I'm no. Um, who else have you had on? <laughs> okay, we we're talking about your vulnerability. Okay, you're deflecting um, is what you're doing. Yeah, right see, now. I don't want to talk about yeah. it. I don't want to talk about it. It's true. Um, and your vulnerability is yeah. that's where in the imperfection that's where yeah. your genuine self is. That's correct. Yes. And and I will say because we did stop drinking eight weeks ago, mm -hmm. 
I'm feeling it a lot. Yes. And I have to be careful because I've been, again, communicating with people online uh-huh. and, you know, sending things. And it's anonymous unless someone's listening to this and they'll probably put two and two together. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I have to be very careful. And and I don't know why I'm afraid to be vulnerable. I think that's a universal I don't know why you're afraid to be thing. vulnerable with me. Like, you've seen me at my absolute lowest, my worst. My, 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 you've said one time, we've, we've said, I've said this about you. Yeah. That I will always be in love with you. I can't see myself ever leaving you unless I lose respect for you. Oh, yes. And you've had times where you say, when you behave this way, uh-huh. I lose respect for you. That is a key. Now, to- are you afraid that uh, I will lose respect for you? If you're, is that a fear? If you're vulnerable? I think this it's a general subconscious feel of law, uh, fear of loss mm. that um, everyone is afraid. I'm speaking for myself of being vulnerable. But I mean, can I ask you, have I I'm more vulnerable around you now than than I was even five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, wouldn't you say? OK. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see me showing more of myself? Yes. Yes. Um. Uh. Uh. Yes, you're more like like you when you're angry with me, you tell me when you're angry with me. Yeah. You're not afraid to have the uncomfortable conversations. Um, I'm trying to figure out when you are vulnerable with me. Um, I'd say in, in in the way we talk about things out loud. Yeah. All right. This is this is some this is something I've been meaning to get to because okay. uh yeah, um, bring it in a lot of queer relationships uh-huh. from the outside. Um we are in an open relationship. Correct. And that means we are, um, what does that mean? Polysexual? Polysexual. And people think that that means that we're just out having sex with other people all the time. And we're, um, and that's absolutely true. No, um, sometimes what, (laughs) <laughs> it's a really hard thing to describe to, well, I guess it's not that hard to describe. Here's the thing. We were, I'm, I'm going to say my version of it. And then yeah. You okay, sure. Uh, Jamie and I were monogamous we're for going. 14 years. We've been together nearly 20. So for 14 years of that, I didn't have sex with anybody else but you. Yeah. Now that said that, you're the first Dude. person. And the reason we did is because you were the first person I ever met who was just as sexual as me. Mm-hmm. And I really like having sex with you. Oh, me too. Did you see how I put that in the present tense? Oh, I burped. Sorry. Yes. Uh, I like having sex with you too yeah. and me. Physically, you're my type. Uh-huh. You're tall. Yeah. You're thin. Yeah. You're you muscular. You check my boxes. You got those big old feet and everything's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. So for 14 years, we were really, really great mm-hmm. and are great. And then we kind of decided maybe it's time to open things up. And when we did that, we it, it meant a lot of negotiation. Right. There were rules in place. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, the short version, long story long, is that we are are open and that um, uh, uh, being physically being physically sexual with somebody else is not a deal breaker in our relationship. No. Given that we've raised a child, we've bought a house, we are married. We we like like when I hear that people are breaking up because somebody slept with somebody else, I'm kind of like, is that it? Well, that's their agreement. Right. You know, everyone has their own agreement. Our agreement changed. And what do you, what do you think changed it? I think you, well, maybe both of us, but you for sure were just being presented with a lot of opportunities. I was. To have sex. You were going on a million gay cruises. People were asking, yeah, don't you remember? I don't see it that way. Okay. Go ahead. So I 
felt like I felt so secure in our relationship after 14 years. Okay. And I thought, wouldn't it be kind of fun if I let Alec, because I was thinking more about you, honestly, mm-hmm. I was, wouldn't it be fun if when Alec goes out of town, he doesn't feel like he can't do something if he wants to, because I feel secure and I feel like this is just an and not an or. Um, so you we, say that a lot. It's an and not an or. Yeah. I, yeah, that's the, just the way my brain works. Okay. But um, so we talked about it and the most important thing in our open relationship, I guess it's going on six years. Six years. Oh my God. Is at, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to navigate. It's not easy, but the number one thing is communication. We have rules for every step of the way. So it's so annoying, but every time he goes out of town for him and me, because I may be presented with something Mm -hmm. when he's out of town Mm -hmm. is remember our rules and they change. So at one, (laughs) during one trip, it's this. And during another trip, it's this. Um, But we have to constantly communicate those rules because there was a time when you kind of slipped on two of the rules and it really made me feel uncomfortable. What were the rules I slipped on? It was, it was about not having sex with someone twice. This is no. early on. Yeah. Who did I have sex with twice? And I don't remember. And then there was another one I don't exactly remember. I'm not saying. Listen, I think this, this is an <laughs> inaccurate memory. And I just have to step in and defend myself. Because I Fake can't news. remember that. Fake um, news. No, the, the number one rule for us <sighs> on both of this is that we have to discuss it. Which is yeah. the most unsexy thing you could ever possibly exactly. imagine. Exactly. Because the only thing that makes sleeping with somebody else when you're married is this sexy is the sneaking around. Yeah. So it's really like a real boner killer yeah. to have to kind of go, all right, this is what happened. But um, but <laughs> what it does is, is it actually lessens the desire for me knowing that I can. Hmm. And here's, here's the thing of like, when I would go on a cruise, I literally like the very first time we opened up our relationship, uh-huh. 14 years ago, I was like, I'm, uh, uh, it was six years ago, six so I'm 50. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm overweight. I don't feel good about the way I look. Um, I, I Nobody's going to want to have sex with me, so I'm totally cool with this arrangement. And then I learned that gay men have absolutely no standards whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did all of a sudden. I I'll, And my agreement with myself is I'm not going to do anything unless it happens in an easy way. Manner. Right. And so since then, I've had other experiences. But what it's done is it, it's made me in hindsight. I'm looking back and I was going, that was really about ego. That was about validation. Yeah. That was kind of like the old kind of sex and love addiction thing you were talking about that uh-huh. like seeking validation outside of yourself. Yes. Um, it, it wasn't necessary. I, I was like, it didn't that didn't need to happen. That happened because I was feeling such and such a way. I'm sure we've talked about this, but for our viewers and our listeners, mm-hmm. have you had a relationship where um well, you're asking a question now. yeah no i mean not a, a, a relationship in quotes meaning five minutes to two hours long um have you had a sexual experience um in this open relationship where you felt like it was healthy and it did add and it was fun and it wasn't at all um about any um deficit it was actually about just adding pleasure to your life mm, yes yes i have had that okay most of, most of the time you were there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another thing. That's fun. That's yeah. fun. Um, yes, I have had that, but that's few and far in between. So, like, even now, um, 
Uh, okay. Is I had an opportunity to see somebody this summer. Right. That I had previously. Correct. Who lives on the East Coast. And uh, and when when it came down to it, uh, you were expressing your misgivings. Yes. And I came to the conclusion that it wasn't worth it. I was like, this is turning into something more consequential than I intended yeah. it to be. And in the interest of keeping peace between us, I, I foregoed it. I was like, I'm not going to, yep. I'm not going to do that. But I think it's like, like there have been times where we've gotten it wrong. Yes. There have been times where we've hurt each other uh-huh. a lot in the process of doing this. Yes. But it has forced us to be even more honest about why are you hurt? Yeah. Why does this bother you? Yeah. Why is this an issue? And I would say a hundred percent of the time we come out on the other side. Yeah. And I can't um, recommend couples counseling enough. We are in couples counseling uh, to help. And, you know, we're We're going tomorrow. We're going tomorrow. We're in really good shape as a couple. Mm -hmm. This is, this is just part of our. You don't have to be sick to feel better. (laughs) But the couples therapy just helps us navigate. It's just, it's just so important for, to have a professional moderator in the room, help us listen to each other. Because when we're talking about it, sometimes like just in our kitchen, we get really triggered. There's it's imagine too loaded. It's too loaded. All and- of our sex stuff, all of our love stuff, all of our childhood trauma, it just all comes up and and uh, it's not it's not good. So we have to we go to couples therapy. OK, this is a good question from my um, producer. Yeah. She says, if it's risky and sometimes hurtful, why do it? Maybe hard for people to understand. Sure. And I think that's a great point. Um, we're still figuring out if it is for us. Do you know, I, what, it, uh, do you know what it is for me? Just, yeah. I just have to answer quick be- while it's in, the answer's in my head. Do it. Is I love you so much. Yeah. I don't want to put that restraint on you. No. Yeah. That I love you so much that I, you know, like you said, you were, you were thinking about me and maybe yeah. this is because we're both guys that we don't have a heterosexual dynamic to us. I mean, there are heteronormative type homosexual relationships yes. where they are like, no, it yes. was just like this. To me is I trust you and I love you. Uh-huh. And um, this is the one thing I, I don't take personally. I don't uh-huh. take personally because I've seen you kiss people in front of me. Uh-huh. I've seen you flirt with people in front of me. Yeah, but you like and that. And I actually take a little bit of pleasure in that. And if that's weird, I guess that's weird. But for me, it comes down to my love and respect for you and my trust for you is I don't want to put that restraint on us. Yeah. I don't want that to be, that's not a deal breaker for me. Correct. Because you and I built up so much equity mm-hmm. in our lot in the lives that we've built together. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that if a partner betrays you or if somebody sleeps with somebody else and that's your, not your arrangement, you shouldn't be hurt by that. Or those feelings aren't valid. Yeah. I'm saying that's not who we are. Right. And when we are hurt, that's an opportunity for us to talk about it. That's right. I would say the evolution of our rules around um, uh, the openness of our relationship is what, what makes us hurt less as it goes along. So it's like you said, we're learned from it. We've had many instances where we've gone, oh, my God. That was amazing. Like that. Uh, congratulations yeah. for it. I'm so happy uh-huh. for you. That must have been amazing. Tell me all the details. And then we've had moments where it's been that really hurt me. You you told me this in a way that or you broke this rule mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So we take that to each other. And oftentimes we're taking it to each other 
at our couples counseling. And our we, counselor is hilarious. He is stone faced. Yeah. And he just sits there and he listens and he barely talks. I thought it was our, a mannequin in our session. But it's so funny because like the less he talks, the more we talk. Yeah. And then we've had like sessions where he hasn't said a word and we both leave going, I feel so much better. He's so invaluable. But yeah, I think it's... the value of having an, uh, a mediator and talking about stuff out loud uh-huh. is everything's out in the open. I think that what's harmful to relationships mm-hmm. is unspoken resentment. Yes. Uns- unspoken resentment. Yeah. I think that if you have something unspoken between you, something that's been bugging you mm-hmm. that you never talk about, that's cancerous. And that's going to that's going to erode your trust. Mm-hmm. That's going to erode your affection. Yeah. That's going to erode your love. And having said that, there are a number of things I need to talk to you. About. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Here's uh, my list. Yeah. You're a cold fish and you're controlling and you're no. Um, and you smell. No, I think that it's <laughs> it's uh, uh, it. it it just gets everything out in the open. Mm-hmm. So, but there, you still surprise me. You still, yeah. you still surprise me. Well, and I think that's, I mean, honestly, I, I, 20 years, we're going on 20 years. It's a long time. That is a lot. That's it's a, a big long chunk of time, time to be with anybody. Especially for a gay relationship. Now, you know, I don't know. People take that for what you will. Don't judge me. I'm just saying for a gay relationship, that's a long time just based on mm-hmm. anecdotal information. Mm-hmm. Um, but what keeps it fresh, I think, is we are the worst. We didn't even go into it here. Maybe that's part two. We're the worst one. We're the worst. Like, our sense of humor is never oh. too soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> horrible. Yeah, horrible. The things we say, I hope our smart TV is not listening It's real, like we would be canceled immediately. Oh, it's just like, cancel, yeah, yeah. Cancel, yeah, we, cancel. We both have a really wrong sense of humor. So we're both there which makes us laugh till we pee. Mm-hmm. We're both very honest. I'm extremely invested and interested in your growth as a person. And I think that kind of uh, goes, well, that goes back to the open relationship thing. Yeah, I know it's not all about me. I know I'm the most important in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we've built something that I feel like at this point is indestructible. Of course, that I've learned not never true. to say that out loud. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> Should I knock on? No, something? no, it's it's pretty strong. It's pretty yeah. The, so, the foundation of our relationship is very firm. Yeah. So I think that's what what keeps us going. And um, I think it. also we've changed together a lot. You said that this isn't the relationship that we started out having. No. You were a kid when I met you. 24. You were 24. I'm oh 12 years older than you. Yes. And now I feel like you're 12 years older than me. I was always emotionally older than you. You were always emotionally older than me. Um, I think for me, what you're always fun. Like when you're not here, when I'm on my own, I I don't know how to have fun. Like I have to go, okay, figure it out. How do I have fun without you? You just walk around going, Uh, I'm not so bad. I'm not so bad. I'm not so bad. bad. Okay. um, (laughs) What did I want to ask you? Uh, There was... um, I had one more question. I have a, well, a couple more questions that I want to okay. ask. Okay. Um, all right. So, so, we, so we, vulnerable. we, um, we've been together this long. Your parents have been married for, uh, forever. Uh, 50 years. My mother passed away in 1992. They were married for almost 30 years. Yeah. Do, do you, have you taken any parts of the relationship that your parents had and modeled 
it to us modeled that in our relationship. Oh yeah, loyalty for just sure. not the uptight about sex part. Oh my god, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Clearly, yeah. Um, loyalty. My parents love each other so much and put each other first, and I've always seen that since the time I was a kid. And I think I think I've translated that pretty well into our relationship. Mm-hmm. What, what would what would you say you learned from your parents? Um. <laughs> relationship how to, how to beat yourself up do you know what i'm like i'm not i don't really think things out but i know that i just look at you and i love you and that sounds simplistic mm-hmm. but i look at you and i'm like oh i have so much respect for you you have a lot of empathy he's one of the most ethical people ever and and, to, and being ethical is inconvenient <laughs> because the lack of ethics is like a shortcut it's like no just go to that other line it's shorter you know, it's like, no, but I've been waiting here. And uh, uh, you just such an, eth- I, I'm not making a very good example of that, but you will go out of your way to be an ethical person when any other person would like go, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck ethics. That's also from my parents. Yeah. Though. That's not necessarily about my relationship, but my parents are the most ethical, the most, um, uh, they just put, a, they put the good of the world in their thoughts at yes. all times. Yes. Which is why I think the church didn't hijack their brains, um, even though they still go. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. But right. my parents always will think of their neighbor. They will always think of um, uh, us. They'll put so many people before them. So I think that's where I get that kind of ethical strain. Also, in you my think farts are funny? DNA. I think farts are hilarious. I, and I and think- poop. Fart and poo, like we yeah. couldn't have lasted this long Mm-mm. if no. Um, you know our pillows back there, right? You can't really um, see it. It says a fart is, is a, a wish, wish your, your butt, butt makes, makes from a, a good friend of a ours. A sampler pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing is, like, as long as I feel safe and secure in our relationship, and a lot of it has to do with how much respect I have for you. And anytime we've been on shaky ground, it's because that respect has been at risk. Yeah. Where we've kind of pushed the boundary of I'm not okay with this. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, we need to talk. Yeah. I mean, those are the most dreaded words in every relationship. We need to talk. Uh-huh. And we, we're always talking. We like are. You, you and I are always, always talking. And most of the time it's we need to talk. We're out of coffee. Um, right. But sometimes it's we need to talk like uh, uh-oh. this is uh, going to get real. Yeah, or, or it's like, can I tell you something? Can I, <laughs> remember, like, can I tell you something? Uh, we're, we're near the end of this already. I know. It? I can't believe it. Uh, I have so much more to spill. We're in, a Cal, we're in a Cal King bed. He doesn't want anything to do with me. He's already on the other side of the bed. Do you know that when oh. I can't sleep, I hold on to your arm? I know. Uh, your bicep. And, and I'm like, ew. Um, to be fair, the dogs are also on top of me. I wasn't talking about that. Um, America. So, uh, you know, it's it's there's a lot. There's a lot of people that want to touch me. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Uh, final question. Mm-hmm. What do you want the world to know most about us? About us. About, oh my. Uh, yeah. God, what do you want no. the world to know? What What do you want like people to really take away from us as a couple? Um, that I, I think that we are just as strong and just as strong as individuals as we are as a couple. Oh. And I think that's extremely important. Because oh. I think 
there are people out there that get lost in their relationship or lost in their family. And I think it's extremely important. I have my own thing. I garden. I am a producer. You know, I don't have social media. So when people he's, see he does, me, he's invulnerable. He holds his feelings. in. <laughs> I'm cold. Uh-huh. I'm calculated. No, um, people don't. I don't have a, a social media presence. I don't have a big presence out there in the world. So mm-hmm. I think people think of me as Alec Mappa's husband. Right. And I certainly get that at events and such. OK, so I think it's important for people to and I'm not saying that's what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. But what I'm talking about is in your everyday life, if you're in a relationship and or you have a family or any of these, any kind of orbit that you're kind of trying to keep together. I think it's extremely important to have your individuality be as strong as your couple, be as strong as your family. Those are all three different things that I think people get lost in. They focus on one and not the other. They focus on their individuality. And then everything else suffers. They focus on their family and they have no life. Or their their marriage suffers. Or they focus on their kids and they, right. they feel neglected. So I think you and I have created a really strong individuality about each of us mm. and really invested in each other and really invested in our family. And I think I think we're we're a better couple because of all that. Wow. That was extremely long-winded. I was struggling to stay away. It just went <laughs> on and I'm kidding. Um, I, I hate you. That was your hot message for the day. And it was oh, very, that was very, very good. Okay. Um, good job pooping. Thank good you. Good job pooping. I would say, I would add to that. I'd piggyback on that. Mm-hmm. I usually say that, Matthew. Yeah. Piggyback on that because you're yeah. big. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't talk about how hot Matthew is. We were supposed oh, to spend the whole podcast. I know. He's going to be, he's going to listen to it he's and he's going to cry. He's going to be devastated. He's like, why aren't they talking? He says that he doesn't like it. That he doesn't like being objectified. Oh, no. Here's, yeah. He likes it. So, um. <laughs> I'd like to eat his face, but not like in a, a Hannibal way. Yeah. Like a like a soft eating of squishy his face. Squishy way. A squishy way. Um, I would say that we don't have any more or any less problems than anybody else. Correct. That we've negotiated a lot of really rocky territory. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, we've had money. Uh-huh. We've been broke. Yeah. We've been sick. Yeah. We've had a kid. Mm-hmm. We've had gone through a million things with that kid. But the difference is that at the end of the day, we both put in the work. Yes. We we both put in the work and it's work. Uh, marriage is work, but so far it's worth it. So far. So far. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, it's it's worth it. We yeah. got we got to wrap this up. Listen, uh, Matthew, if you ever listen to this. Yeah, we love you. I missed you. Uh, um, again, this is the the uh, the hot mess podcast. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about mental health, the real stuff. If you're a first time listener, thank you for listening. Um, don't forget to download and subscribe. Yes. Um, I just want to take the embarrassment out of uh, talking about mental health. As um, I'm, we're living proof that you can't die from embarrassment. That's right. All right, tune in next week uh, for more hot mess fun with Matthew. Does he know we have an open relationship? <laughs> Just This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Patty Chiano, Laferne Cusack, and Stephanie Kaysen. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatti. Callie Keltz is the social media producer. 
and a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew, Rwani Horinige. This podcast William is Cusack, produced by State Lisa 29 Clark, Productions for Kendra entertainment Brown, purposes and only. Morgan Kaler. Contents of this podcast does not constitute medical or professional advice, do not reflect the opinions of this company, any of its parent companies, affiliates, subsidiaries, promotional sponsors, or advertising agencies. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. For more information, please go to stage29.tv.